0: Lost days. The story of survival in the
1: zombie apocalypse. Welcome back. For those of you just tuning in, my name is Maria. I am an artificial intelligence specially designed and built by CPR, an organization that was founded in the year 2125, after the height of the zombie apocalypse. We are the center for preservation and reclamation. My mandate is the parsing and dissemination of historical records from what is now known as the lost days of humanity. I will be bringing you individual accounts of survivors from the past 100 years, in the hopes that this history will not repeat itself. Entry number four.
0: Hey, um, this is, this is Mark, um, uh, Mark Roberts here. I'm, uh, I'm recording this because, because I really don't want to go on much further, but I mean I know I have to. I've, I've come so far, so far and. I'm at the last leg but but I'm scared man I'm, I'm so scared I'm, I'm more scared now than I've been at, at any point in the last couple of days Um, look I, I guess I better start at the the beginning not the end right ok ok right so I was working away you know I, I travel for my job I set up ERP systems on site for new customers, do the training and, and all that sort of thing with them, you know. Um, if you don't know what an ERP system is, it's uh, the sort of thing that all companies use to put their orders on, um, stock levels, all that sort of thing. Uh, enterprise resource planning, that's that's what it stands for. Um, look, it's, it's boring stuff, I know, but it's what I do. It's, it's, it's what I'm good at, you know. Um, I travel. I travel all up and down the country. Um, I've even gone abroad. Been over to the Netherlands for one of my projects. You know, I like it. I, I like the job. I like the travel. I even like driving. You know, a lot of people don't, but I do. But God damn it, I, I wish I wasn't so far away when when all of this all of this started happening. Um, uh, Yorkshire lad, born and bred. You know, he <laughs> can probably tell if you listen to this now anyway the uh, the company I work for it's actually based down in Derby but um since I travel to the customer's site so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter where the office is um but for me what mattered was that I was the furthest north of, of all the different consultants that have working for us and so anyone that gets a customer in Scotland, you can you can guess who gets sent there, right? Yep, me. Um, I guess at this point I'm just lucky that I was only in Glasgow and not in Aberdeen or some <laughs> other fucking stupid thing. <laughs> if I'd have been that far away, I might never have made it home, you know? I'm wondering now if, uh, if that might not have been for the best but uh, anyway there I was right small meeting room, engineering company 200 miles from home I was building up some of the data from the old system so essentially I was just on my own, I was just in a room with my laptop, lots of lines of code, I had my earbuds in, I was listening to my music and God, if I hadn't have had I, I, I might have noticed something off, I might have noticed it sooner but there I was, I was, I was just bopping away to, to shine down and tapping away at the code and trying to work out how the heck their pricing was put together and, and then I just glanced up at the door to the office and it, it was one of those a, a little door with a, a small window in the top half, you know. Um, some some of these places I've been to has got massive sort of glass offices, you know, everything see through, but but not this sort of place. This is just, just one of them old cinder block type buildings, you know, that were. Thrown up in the seventies, and it's just all these solid walls off white paint that you know everyone has and everyone calls it magnolia as if that somehow makes it fancy it's just beige, it's just beige, <laughs> and that door the the door to the office it was it was just a a door just a wood door with a little red a little rectangle in the top and oh man i I don't even know what caught my eye I don't know why I looked up. I don't know if there was some movement there, but when I did, it it was red. the, the window The window was red, <sighs> and then, and then I saw the door shake. I, I saw the door move. You know, I, I still had my headphones in. I I still wasn't listening. I just saw it shake, and something bounced off the glass, and I, I think it was a head. I I don't know. It was, it was hard to see. You know, you know the the blood the blood it, it was just red and the door the door kept shaking and that, that's when I realised I, I, I was still listening to music I still had my headphones in my, my earpods my earbuds, what whatever the hell you want to call the things and I popped them out and Jesus Christ the noise oh I mean the the bloody window was bad but the noise it was just it was screaming and and more than screams, you know, like kids <laughs> kids scream when they play Ad- adults scream when something makes them jump but but this this was this was how I imagine hell must have sounded you know it was it wasn't just screaming it was it was gaggling, it was ripping it was it was pure fear and and hunger too the the things um I mean I'm I'm sure you know what they are by now but if anyone's still around to listen to this then maybe you found a cure or something I don't, I don't know but as I sat there with with nothing but this blurry red window and and that noise I mean I I thought they were some kind of soul devouring demons you know I thought I thought hell had risen up I thought this was the the end times and and the devil had commanded his armies to rise you know because the the noises that those creatures made, they they were as bad as the noises that people made. The the people that were were being torn apart. <sighs> I I stayed in that office for a long time. I uh, I waited until the noise had stopped. You know, there, there was no noise left, and I didn't I didn't know what to do. I was just sat. I I was listening. And I stared at that little red rectangle, and no, nothing else hit the door. I just, I just saw a shadow sometimes pass by, and whether it was a human shadow or something else, I, I, I couldn't tell. I don't, I don't know. I must have sat like that for hours. Um, the noises, the noises stopped way before I snapped out of whatever the days trance whatever it was i was stuck in you know and i tell you now it, if we survive this if if i survive this that image of that that little red window it, it's it's never going to leave me it's it's going to haunt my nightmares forever you know it's it's burned into my brain and for me that that window that window is the the starting point of all of this you know that's that's the start of this for me I guess, uh, thinking back, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit ashamed of how I acted at first, because I didn't think to do anything. Um, I guess I was in shock, you know, who who wouldn't be? But maybe maybe it was shock, maybe it was something more, I'm not sure. I've never been in shock before, how, how would I know? But I just sat, I just sat there. Um, when I came around, I mean, I realised that I had no idea what the hell was going on. I had no idea what had happened, what... What was still happening I, I i i didn't know if it was just here, just this building, or was it everywhere? I didn't know if it was just at McCarthy valve's where I was or and then that's when it hit me i I have a wife, I have a daughter what what the fuck was I thinking? I was just sitting there like an absolute idiot, and i kind of I kind of came alive. I was like a puppet that had, someone had suddenly picked the strings up and started. Making me dance, I, I moved and I, I, I grabbed my phone. You know, I hadn't even thought of it until that point, and I saw that it was it was nearly night time. It was the evening. I've been sat there for hours, and I also saw that there was no service. You know, um, I tried anyway. I tried my wife, and the call didn't go through, um, and neither did a call to nine nine nine. You know there was there was no signal, nothing i uh, I nearly threw my phone at the wall, but I didn't. I kept on to or hold of it, and i guess uh I guess I persuaded myself that it was just a signal in that room that there was something in the room stopping the signal getting through you know <sighs> and uh, I figured I, I had to try I had to try and get a signal that was my focus, that was my task, that's what I thought about, it did mean leaving the room though, it meant leaving through through that door with that little red window, and it meant seeing whatever had happened out there, and before I even started to think about leaving the room I, I looked over at my laptop, and it was sat there in sleep mode, the, the screen was dark, but I realised the internet the internet might still be on. The phone lines are down, but the internet... Hmm. There's a chance. And I was right. Oh, my God, I was right. And I saw the news. And it was everywhere. And, uh, and people were calling it what it was. And it was fucking zombies. It, it wasn't demons from hell like I thought it was. It was just zombies and... <laughs> fucking zombies. Like something from them old you know those night of the living dead movies, you know? <sighs> I'm crying out loud. I mean the internet the internet was it was patchy at best even then, even so early on. Um most of the social media sites seemed to be down, so I, I still couldn't get a hold of anybody really. Um but a few sites were still running. Google, you know, but it was just blasting the news. It was just the news. It was worldwide. It wasn't just McAfee Valves. It wasn't just Scotland. It wasn't just the UK. It was the whole fucking world, man. All in an instant. Just a moment, it seemed. I, I, I can't even understand how that came to be, but that's what all the reports were saying. One, one moment, life as normal, and the next, zombies everywhere. It was like, like there were fucking rabbits that bite instead of fucking, they were just spreading at a ridiculous rate, they were everywhere and one bite, that's all it takes just one bite means more zombies <laughs> I uh, I just kept looking at the reports I was trying to google news from my hometown but there was there was too much going on I guess and the one little town in Yorkshire isn't going to make the big news is it? <laughs> I guess the the big infrastructure, the fabric of society was crumbling and falling even then you know how quick it can happen eh (laughs) the whole damn world's falling just just like that I er I stayed in that room for I don't know how long reading news I tried to watch some videos when when the internet would let me but finally the the internet itself seemed to just die a death and uh, I only tried to get online one more time after that and failed you know I don't know if the internet's gone for good or not. I haven't tried since, and to be fair, it's <laughs> probably no great loss to humanity if we did lose that. <laughs> mm. If you ask me, the internet itself destroyed a lot of things. Mm. Anyway, it was something like two o'clock in the morning. The lights were still on. Um, so, I, you know, I had no windows in that room. Um, but yeah, the, the lights were still on so I, I didn't know what time it was at first and when I realised uh, I thought there's absolutely no way in hell I'm, I'm going out there not not at night, you know, not now and so I just curled up on the floor I had a jacket with me I just screwed that up as a pillow and I just laid there in the corner and I mean, damn, I, I didn't sleep I didn't, not really I just, uh, just curled up there and stared at that fucking door with that fucking red triangle, you know <sighs> Um, I, I mean, I must have dozed a bit. I must have dozed a bit, and I just remember moving, and it being the next day. It was it was the morning. I, I checked the phone. I checked the computer. There was no signal, no no connection at all, and um, the lights were still on. Um, but yeah, no no phones, no no internet, uh, <laughs> and uh, I I figured it was it was time to go. You know, I had to I had to go. I couldn't just live my life in that little room. Um, but but a part of me was still stuck. A part of me was still stuck in the old life, the the life I had before all this, the you know, the life I was living just a day before, you know. I started packing up all my laptop, I, I started stuffing my gear in my bag and <laughs> I mean, it was as though I was just getting ready to, to go back to the hotel for the night. <laughs> I uh, I looked down at the power lead and I remember thinking at that point, what the hell am I doing? Um, and so I just pocketed my phone. I made sure I had my car keys, my wallet, and the rest. i just left. I figured it'll be fine, you know? Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine a zombie trying to steal a laptop. And if the power never comes back on, what use is the computer going to be anyway? <laughs> what I needed to know, what I needed to do, was, was get to my wife and, and my kid. And that, that's all I had to think about at that point. Uh, my laptop who gives a shit right <laughs> and so it was time for me to find out what was on the other side of that door a big part of me a part of me definitely wishes I'd just stayed in that room Um you know I, I genuinely think I should have stayed in that room and just starved to death right there <sighs> but I didn't of course you wouldn't be listening to this if, if I did <laughs> I guess I held on to that door handle for a long time before I dared to turn it but but I turned it and. And when I opened the door, I mean. Oh, Jesus Christ, the, the. The blood, the. The absolute carnage, the. The silence. I don't know if. If anyone made it out of their life. I, I know that the. The. Um, the zombies. The, the zombies. <laughs> Fucking zombies. Oh. They. I mean, they must have run out of food, um, and just just left the building. It must have been as simple as that, because there was there was nothing there. All all that was left behind was scraps. I <laughs> there was there was nothing recognizable. There was nothing remotely human. It was just just gore, and oh god, the smell did. Did I mention the smell? Ah, the, oh man, I can't even describe it. It was just, it was just awful. I'd, I'd never smelled anything like it, and I, I, don't have anything I can compare it to. You know, it's it, ah, I mean, you you get a little cut on your finger and and you can smell the blood. You you know what blood smells like, but but in that place, it it was more than just blood. It was, it was death, I guess. I could smell the death. Oh, I uh, I got out of there, and it was it was just past dawn. I uh, I saw the office car park had a few empty spaces, so I assumed some must have escaped. <laughs> uh, I took the same route. I climbed straight into my car, and I started it up, and I. I have to admit i wasn't surprised when the radio didn't come on and the gps wasn't working but that was all right i, I knew my way home from glasgow i'd been there plenty of times before <laughs> um i knew I would get to motorway from there all all i could think was that i i hope i can get that far and so i uh i pulled out of the complex and i started moving through a small sort of residential area and that's where I saw it. I saw my first real life zombie. <laughs> it was just one guy, just one guy on his own, and from from a distance he looked so so fucking normal, you know. He, he just looked like a guy just walking down the street. But but then he heard me. He, he turned and oh my god, his eyes! At first I thought they'd been they'd been gouged out, you know, but but that wasn't right. They were just they were red, but they were They were bloodshot and they were bleeding. And I can tell you this in detail because the guy charged for the car. I I remember thinking at the time, I I thought zombies were were supposed to be slow, you know. (laughs) But not this fucking guy, jeez. He looked, like I say, he he looked kind of normal except for those eyes. just an average guy in his mid-twenties, just jeans and a hoodie. And then he tore straight towards my car so fast with complete abandon i could see there was there was no humanity left in him there was there was nothing he just slammed slammed against the side of the car <sighs> and his his face pressed against the window and that's that's how i know what his eyes looked like that's how i know how awful they were you know the, the redness was just there he just took them over and <sighs> look if if what they say is true and eyes are the windows to the soul, then I guess that this is what happens when the soul leaves, you know? I uh, slammed on the accelerator. The, the guy, the uh, the zombie, he stumbled off and got back up and he just started chasing me. It was like the fucking T-1000 in Terminator 2, charging down the road behind me, but eventually I left him behind, you know? He... Whatever, whatever has happened to them, they're, they're not superhuman. Um, sure, the guy was fast, but he, he can't run a car, you know. <sighs> At least is <there's> that. <laughs> At least is that. Oh, what next? I mean, I, I just kept driving from there. I, I, uh, I just drove. <laughs> there was nothing else I could do, you know. I had, I had two hundred miles to go to get back home. I had. No one I could contact, no way of getting in touch with anybody, and hell, in in some ways I was I was so lucky, I was so lucky, because the M74 that the motorway I had to get onto, it's not a busy motorway, it, it's it's a quiet motorway, you know. If if I'd have been working south, I'd have had to come up the fucking M1, and I I just can't imagine what that was like. I can't imagine that that would have been a very pretty sight. <laughs> Any cars? Any cars that had been broken down, or or just run out of fuel, like like I did. But um, I'll get to that. I'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, What's important is for the a huge chunk of the motorway, a huge chunk of my journey home. I was on that big old empty motorway between Glasgow and the Lakes, and uh, of course, the, you know there were other cars about, and there'd been a few smashes, but mostly I, I saw nothing. I saw no one for. A lot of that distance. There was one car. I uh, I did pass one car with a family in it at some point, and I mean, I, I assumed they were a family. You know, there were there were two adults, two kids, and man, they were driving so slowly, and all of them, all of them looked so haunted. I mean, I, I guess I didn't look much better, you know. I uh, I hope they reached whatever it was they were looking for. Uh, maybe they were looking for another part of the family, or maybe their oldest kid was away at university. Maybe they just thought they could outrun whatever was happening. You know, just keep moving and hope for the best. I don't know. I, I pulled away from them. Um, I kept going, and I knew that road pretty well, and I, I just wanted to make as as good time as possible. At uh, at some point, the motorway becomes the the A74 after that it becomes the, the M6 um, once you get into England I think that is and that road it just goes on for miles I think it's like the longest motorway in England or something but uh, I didn't need to get to the end however I, uh, I come off the motorway um, near a little town called Kirby Lonsdale up in the lakes and from there it's it's still just one road all the way home it's one country road it's a straight line back Um that road it it takes me through the Dales it goes you know past Settle past Skipton and and then and then home it's just a bit over an hour from there usually at least at least it is by car because this this is where I hit problems this is where things (laughs) started to go a bit wrong because I'd already noticed the fuel light come on on the car and I knew what this meant but but what could I do about it you know I had to keep going, um, and just outside Kirby Longsdale, I, I remember there's this, this little garage, um, and I always remember it, because it's got a sign outside, it says it's the last fuel before the motorway, you know, making a big deal about the fact that it's not quite as expensive there as it will be on the motorway, uh, and yeah, I, I needed fuel, so that was my target, uh, and I made it there. I made it to that garage, and I was running on fumes. But I hadn't thought about this properly. I I don't know how garages work, and the pumps, they weren't turned on. The the power was gone. I I couldn't get fuel. There was no one around. I still don't know if that was good or bad, to be honest. I mean, it meant there were no zombies, but I don't know where the hell the people all were. There were a couple of other cars. Um, Both of them just looked abandoned. There were no keys there I made short check and to add insult to injury they were both petrol too so I, I couldn't fill my car from them because mine's diesel <laughs> um, I mean uh, there was some positive to come out of that it was you know that shop it's kind of the middle of nowhere um, but the, there is a shop there as well as the garage and the shop itself just seemed to be untouched uh, I, I hadn't really thought about it but I mean it had been hours hours since I'd eaten or, or even drank anything at all and it, it wasn't until I saw the rows of pot bottles up there that I was just like oh man I was so thirsty my throat was so dry you know um, I started grabbing bottles of coke, packs of sandwiches and uh, that's when that's when I realised that the power was off because the pop the bottles the coke the sandwiches none of it was cold Um it was that that made me realise that the you know the power was off the fridges were off Um so yeah that that was when when the power went off <laughs> at least at least up there anyway I don't, I, I don't know about anywhere else I don't know if anyone anywhere else managed to stay on any longer but for me that that was it that's that's the last time I saw an electric light or a working fridge <laughs> Um, I ate uh, I drank and I sat there and I wondered what the fuck I was supposed to do next um, I realised that my phone um, I'd I brought it with me um, so I checked that again but I realised then that I, I might not be able to charge it you know, there's, there's no power and so I, I turned it off. I turned it off to to keep the battery for a bit. And in the long run, I mean, it, it obviously didn't help me get hold of anyone. But it's uh, given me the opportunity to record this, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, anyway, there were in that shop there were some of them <laughs> gimmicky kids' backpacks for sale. You know, I I don't know why why petrol stations do this, but. They do sell some absolute random shite, honestly. But (laughs) that was the the one time I was glad for it, you know? So I grabbed a little backpack and... (sighs) I mean, I I wish wish they sold trainers. (laughs) I was looking down at my shitty fucking brogues and, uh, God, I I wish they sold trainers or I wish I'd thought to go back to the hotel... Um, but that, that might have been a bad idea. But yeah, I I realised I was I was wearing brogues and I knew that I'd soon be walking. I mean I intended to drive my car as far as it would go, but I knew I'd be walking soon. As it turned out, I uh I made it just through Kirby Lonsdale or you know, past it. Uh, the road itself doesn't doesn't go through the centre of the town and I mean, knowing what I know now, I'm, I'm glad I didn't, you know. Um, it, it was a while before I had to come to a town, and I'll, uh, well, <laughs> I'll get to that shortly as well. <laughs> um, my car, it finally did its sputtering, coughing, dying, its its way to, to a, a halt next to a, a sign for something called the Trees Holiday Park, and... I have to admit, I mean, without without the sat-nav, I had no idea how far from home I actually was. I knew it was further than I'd ever walked in my life, you know. Um, 30, 40 miles, maybe. Um, I think I'd left Glasgow around 7 o'clock, 7 a.m., thanks to the, the few obstructions, you know, the odd car crash and my quick lunch stop. It was already 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, ordinarily it had taken me about three and a half hours to get home but as you know, this was not an ordinary day <laughs> uh, I dropped the handbrake on and off and tried to shove my car off to the side And um, I don't know, I just figured it was only fair if anyone else was coming past that my car wasn't sat in the way and I set off walking I mean, there's not much else I could do, was there uh, there were still barely any cars about There's nothing about really at all and I mean I was I was glad I was so glad because hell that that road it was it was quiet um it was empty and no major cities or anything and uh, I just, I keep thinking what 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 if I'd have been in London what what kind of mess must a city like that have been in but out there it was it was peaceful I mean it was it was probably the, the the nicest place I'd ever been in in, in some ways because there were, there was no no traffic noise, there were no planes in the sky, there was nothing but but me and the road and the sound of birds. You know, it it was beautiful. Uh, and so I walked. You know, I kept going. There were a few cars, there were a few houses. Um, again, none of the cars i could get into, none of them had the keys in them. Um, and I certainly don't know how to hotwire a car <laughs> a life skill that certainly would have come in handy <laughs> Um, I came up to a cafe and there were a few cars there but there were also a fair few zombies in there as well and I, I have to admit I didn't know what to do because I could see them all sort of milling around inside and i I just jumped over the wall opposite so that I could sort of duck and hide and <laughs> I was there just in a field with a bunch of sheep and and they were just going about business as usual, just chomping on grass um <laughs> i mean i guess I guess sheep don't get turned into zombies. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> i uh I stayed crouched there for ages, just there, and the zombies, they didn't seem to notice me or, or didn't care. A part of me really wanted to try for one of those cars in the car park, but in the end I decided it it wasn't worth the risk, you know. I just kept walking, and at first I just stayed crouched down behind that wall trying to hide from the zombies, and, oh, man, my, my shoes, them fucking shoes, they were so uncomfortable. And, and now... Now they're covered in mud as well, aren't they? From the field. <laughs> I uh, I walked for hours. I passed by Settle, um, which is another decent-sized little town or village or whatever, but another, the, the main road, thankfully, bypassed. You know, I didn't have to go into the town. And then it, it started getting dark and I'd barely seen any sign of life or... On life death. <laughs> I, uh, I still didn't want to be out in the dark, though. Not not in this world. Not in the world as it is now. And so I, I came up to this place called The uh, the Courtyard, and I'd passed it so many times before, and I always thought it was a pub, you know? <laughs> and as it turns out, it's more of a kind of weird upscale market. I'd, I'd never been in before. And, um, yeah, uh, it was... Hard to make out exactly what it was, but but that's kind of what it looked like, you know. Um, it certainly wasn't a pub anyway. <laughs> but uh, but I didn't go inside. Um, I didn't go inside because the the car park around the back of the place it was full. It was full of cars, and um, cars means people. <laughs> if there are people, then in this world, I guess that means there's zombies too. <sighs> I mean, I, I was I was terrified, you know Darkness was coming uh, I needed somewhere to go But uh, I couldn't figure out in my head How much further it would be to, to the next place I, I could stay in I, I couldn't picture it, you know I knew the road, but I didn't know it that well And even then, I mean Did I really want to go to a town? Did I really want to see what that was like? And that's when I spotted it In the corner of the car park There was a camper van can you believe my luck? And honest to God, camper van. Right there. Not only that, but the damn thing was unlocked. I opened the door, and I couldn't believe my luck until a fat fucking old zombie comes shambling out of the damn thing. Honest to God. The guy looked to be maybe 60, 70 years old, at least before he died, I guess. Um, he had quite a belly on him, which thank fuck because that worked in my favour um, I mean <laughs> my feet were so sore at this point in them fucking brogues but I could still move for quicker than this guy honestly <sighs> the problem was even if I could move quicker than him I still had nowhere else to go I just ran I just ran again um, and this time with a fat old zombie following me <sighs> um, I-, I looked into the building the courtyard building and There was more of them in there, and... It's just like... They were just people, you know? They were were just people that were out here buying their their fucking artisanal cheeses from this posh little market square, and and now they're all fucking dead. All now wanting meat instead of cheese, you know? (laughs) I ran, I ran, and I couldn't keep running. My feet hurt too much. I turned around, (laughs) and... I saw that the fat guy, he'd just given up. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, can can zombies get out of breath? Did did, did they even fucking breathe? (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe he just lost my scent or something. (laughs) I mean, who who knows? Who knows with these fucking things, eh? (laughs) Uh I I mean, I still can't believe I'm sat here talking about fucking zombies. (sighs) Oh... Anyway, um, I I kept going. I kept going. That's all I could do. Um, it, it was getting darker and darker, and there's nothing around at all on this stretch of road. And then just off to the right, I saw this little building. It's a little building with a little sign on it, Um and it's on the train tracks, and it says Settle Junction. I know naff all about trains, nothing at all. But that place, I got up, I got into it, there were a bunch of leaves and stuff and I guess it must do something for the tracks. I don't know. What mattered to me was that it had a roof and it had a door. You might think that I, I, I couldn't sleep with everything going on but at that point I, I, I must have just been exhausted and I shut my eyes and I slept. Um, this morning I woke up. I woke up there in that little train box thing, Settle Junction written on the outside um, of course, for, from there I knew I was a lot closer to home I mean, Settle isn't the town next door for me but but it's close, it's what, 20 miles? 20 miles maybe? Um, it was early morning when I woke up and, and the sun was, was just out, just starting to peek over the treetops, you know um, of course uh, I think I told you earlier, um Things things got a little worse towards the back end of the journey. I uh, I set off walking again. I mean, my feet were killing me. I had blisters. Um, I was probably staggering as much as I was walking. Um, but I had to keep going. I had to keep going. I had to get to my family, you know. And then I came to the first town that actually sits on the road itself. You know, all the others have been sort of off to the sides and, and not crossed this main road until... This town, this little town, Long Preston, it's called, and uh, it, it, it's not a big place, you know. It's it's just a little town. Um, there's a few houses on the sides of the roads, and, and and I didn't see anything at first, and I'd gone through most of the town, um, and it was then that I heard them. I uh, I couldn't tell which where the sounds were coming from, but I, I, I could I could hear it. I could hear the the groaning and. The grumbling and, and the, the the shuffling and as I moved, um I realised it was getting louder and it was getting louder because I was going towards them. And then then I saw the first one. It was just a guy on his own, a a, a man, um probably similar age to me, you know, and then and then suddenly it seemed there were there were more. Um there were so many more, there were twenty, to thirty fuck, there could have even been 50 of them they all just seemed to emerge almost as one just just out from the side of a a pub on on the right And I mean, I just legged it I just dashed down to the left there was a little side street and at first I thought I made a terrible mistake because it was a dead end but then I realised that that didn't matter because there's no need to be polite during an apocalypse so I jumped a couple of garden fences. And I ended up in some fields, and I just fucking ran. Um, <laughs> I was running through all these fields, and I I didn't know if those those things that that horde is is, is that what you'd call it a horde, <sighs> fucking whatever. I I don't know. I didn't know if they were following me or not. I I just ran. I just ran, and for a while there, I was completely lost. I was just in fields. I didn't know the area. All I knew was that the main road was back over to the right somewhere. Um so I kind of turned that direction and I stumbled and I walked and I found myself stumbling up onto Helifield Station, a little train station. Um still not home, still nowhere near home, but um but it was a place I recognised. I was finally I was finally back on the right track. Um you know this this station, it's a little station, it seems to be almost in the middle of nowhere, but I once accidentally got the wrong train here from Skipton so many years ago, and I was back at a place I knew, you know, and there's there's a, a road up from it. Um, it's called Station Road, you know, to imagine it, around where I live. <laughs> and that would have led me back to the main road. And for a little while there, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go up to the main road, and, and then I, I almost slapped myself, like, no... You've you've just seen what happens in in a town. Why the fuck would you do that? If if Long Preston was overrun, then Hellefield could be too, R- right? <laughs> um, so instead, I, I walked down the tracks. You know, the train tracks. It was perfect. Um, and yeah, I, I went all the way down the tracks from there to Skipton. And Skipton's for me, that's that's very nearly home. You know, um, at that point, I. I came off the train tracks, and I headed down the bypass, and here there were were just cars everywhere, all abandoned. You know, there was nothing, no one sat in them, no one stuck in traffic, they were all just empty cars. Um, And eventually, you know, this this was it, this was me hitting a a real population centre for the first time in in nearly 200 miles. Um, And even at this point, I still could get past this town I didn't have to go into the town I was still on a bypass I was still just on a road out of the centre of the town but even from here even up here on this this jam packed road I could hear what was going on over there I I, I could hear these the screams I could hear the cries I I could hear it both both the humans and whatever they became and I I was out here I, I was just I was terrified I was alone and I was trying to decide the best best course from here and I realised that I could get onto the canal side, you know, that the canal that ran from Skipton all the way back home right onto pretty much my doorstep. And so I, I got off the road and it was the last five miles or so, it was the last stretch down the canal side and, and down there I, I just saw the one more zombie um, and he was, <laughs> he was just there stranded in the middle of the canal on a boat. Um, I have no idea if the guy couldn't swim or just didn't want to get wet I, I don't know I, I don't know how this virus works or or how how it happens I mean how, how the fuck did a guy on a barge become a zombie in the first place I mean did did it just happen, did he get bitten who, who bit him or did he just die did he just happen to die on his barge in the middle of the canal as it all happened I I don't know, I don't know um, I kept going. I kept going down the canal, and then finally home, or at least you know my hometown. Um, I had to avoid another group of zombies when when I got here. Um, there were lots of them, more more than what I'd seen back up in Long Preston, even. But I was somewhere I knew now. You know, I knew all the back alleys, all the little streets and shortcuts, and so I I just kept as far away from them as I could, and I I got lucky, I guess. And and now here I am. I can see that all my neighbours' houses are dark. Um, It it shouldn't have taken me as long as it has, but my my little detour through the fields and down all these train tracks, um, as well as the state of my feet, it's it's meant it's nearly night again. As I'm recording this, I'm I'm sat in the house across the road from my my own. I came here first b- because I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared of what I might find over the road. You see, my neighbors' cars, my neighbors' cars have all gone. You know, they've all fled. I, I I did see I did see one zombie, a woman further down the street. Um, I think I recognized her. You know, I, I think she used to go running sometimes, and I'd, I'd see her in the morning sometimes. As I, I set off for work, I set off on my travels, I'd I'd see her out running And so I'm here. I'm I'm here. I'm sat in my neighbour's house. I've raided their cupboards. Um obviously the appliances aren't working. I don't have a cooker or anything, but it's 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 only been a couple of days, the the bread isn't gone off yet and they even had some beer and I've helped myself to that too. Just just one though. Just one. I can't have more than that. <laughs> And I am sat here, and I'm watching my own house for signs of movement. And I just keep hoping to see my, my wife or my daughter come to a window and hoping that their eyes are blue. The blue they've, they've always been, and both of them, both mother and daughter alike, you know. But I'm scared that they might be red. I'm scared too, because most of my neighbour's cars, they've they've all gone. They've all run away, but my wife's car, my wife's car's still on our drive.
1: The preceding audio was retrieved from a cellular telephone that was located in West Yorkshire, England. The device was in relatively good condition, which allowed us to extract a large amount of data.
0: This episode featured a story by Rick Oldroyd. You can find him at Rick Oldroyd on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else that great work is being showcased. The theme music was written and recorded by Tony Lynn at Tonescape Music. You can follow him at Instagram.com/forward/slash/t o n e s k a p e. Mixing and mastering was provided by DJ Tiger. Check him out at TYGR on SoundCloud.com. If you or someone you know has a story to tell from the zombie apocalypse, we'd like to hear from you. Go check us out at TheLostDaysPod.com.